This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Work Studios. In Hollywood, this. this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape from the Toad Hop Studios. Uh, joining me again this week is Kenny. Uh, Kenny, what's up, brother? Just yell. Just say something. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> so Kenny's standing in for uh, Johnny Ice, who's got work to do. And uh, we're going to bring you not only a new Geekscape, but a WonderCon preview. If you're visiting WonderCon Anaheim, Geekscape has a booth at booth number 953. So if you're down at WonderCon uh, getting the whole geek nerd on with everybody else, come on down. We might give you some free stuff. We we probably will give you free so, some free stuff for listening. So if you're a Geekscape listener, you're listening live, or you're listening on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, come down to WonderCon, booth 953, and get some free stuff. Kenny's going to be there on Saturday, right? Yep, I sure will, Saturday. Kenny will be there. He'll autograph your chest. And a guy or a girl? Oh, no, no, no. Only guys. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. only guys. All right. I was trying to keep things democratic. Uh, just remember, Kenny, cosplay is not consent. All right. Really? Yeah, I, I was reading an article today about uh, cosplayers uh, that were harassed. At, um, they had a, they had a uh, not an E3, but a PAX East. Uh-huh. You, did you, you know PAX East? Yeah. It happened in Boston like last week. Yeah. Um, so PAX East is like the big video game uh, penny arcade convention. And uh, there were some girls who were dressed like Lara Croft, and an interviewer with a camera came, and the camera, I guess, was kind of nice, and maybe they were from a credible uh, outlet. Uh, you know, video game outlet on the internet. It's about as credible as Geekscape. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and they asked, like, a sex question to them. Uh, and I was reading this article on the Mary Sue, and uh, and I know it's kind of a female-centric site, but I think that's good that there is one. And uh, the big thing was that this guy asked, what's it like... <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> the, the, the guy was like, uh, what's it like being at a convention where none of the men can pleasure you? And the... Uh, the, the Lara Crofts all took offense to that, and I take offense to the fact that it's just a stupid question. You know what I mean? Like at least be, at least have a little bit more than a wannabe, you know, 
insulting gag. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I myself have asked um, racy questions on Geekscape, as you guys know. Uh, we're the guys who got, you know, Stan Lee to say Dickscape instead of Geekscape. Uh, and I remember early, first year at Geekscape, this is probably two, Comic-Con 2007, and I was interviewing with Brian Gilmore, a girl who I thought was a furry. She was in a furry outfit. She was like dressed like a fox or something. And I saw her on the Comic Con floor and I started asking her about dressing up, how hot it was in the suit, da 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 da. And it turned out that uh, it, as I started talking to her about, like, um, hey, do you go to furry stuff? Do you do furry conventions? What's the furry community like? She just kind of froze up. And I started getting the feelings that this was, I mean, it wasn't going anywhere. She wasn't talking anymore. And so I ended the interview. It wasn't long. And she walked away. And then I saw her take her furry, like, head off. And it was just like a 13, 14, 15-year-old girl in, like, a fox outfit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was Jesus. not good. Um, and that was kind of the time that I was like, all right, maybe, Jonathan, you just kind of – do you really need to do that? Do you need to go there? And then you get the exact opposite where uh, – if you guys Google this, I think, I think it's somewhere on Geekscape or it's definitely on our YouTube or my YouTube um, – I was interviewing a complete porn star about erotic vampire movies that she was making at Comic-Con, and I didn't know she was a porn star. So I can be completely oblivious in both directions. I can be completely obliviously offensive and then completely obliviously innocent and just be like, I, I didn't know that the movies she was promoting were complete fetish vampire S&M like, dungeon movies. And I'm sitting there going, oh, so what's your motivation? And uh, what is it about the vampire mythos that, that, that talks to you? And uh, oh, are you a geek? What are you doing? It was just a, I'm not good at this job, all right? I'm not good at this job, Kenny. And I'm so glad that you guys are listening. That being said, we keep kicking ass at this job. Not only are we kicking ass here on Toad Hop, I got to give you guys the announcement. Um, you may see some of my other stuff online, like at metacafe.com, we do this show called uh, Pause Play, where I talk about the latest DVDs and Blu rays being released each week. And Pause Play is a fun show. I go in for an hour, we record it. It's me, Nick Gregorio, Matt Robb, and they're all talented. And uh, we, we just kind of make the show up from uh, a script that maybe Nick writes or Matt writes, or we had been done writing scripts for a bit. And we just kind of do the show, and it's fun. That show we started in October. It is now by far the most listened and viewed show on Metacafe. So, to myself, that is the hand. That is one man clapping for himself. Well, you can't clap. I, I'm trying to clap, but my clap is inaudible. Um, there you go. Is that a cripple clap? Yeah, it's a cripple. It sounds like I'm just masturbating over here. I would tell you to stop, but it's turning me on. Uh, so, so, Kenny, we have the number one show on Meta Cafe now. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Thank job. you. That being said, we're going to have the number one show on Toad Hop. I mean, Geekscape is not going to stop until we're at the top of this network. Right, right. Beating Heidi and Frank. Yeah, And let's do it. Nick Ritchie. Let's do it. Fuck them all. Let's do this um, show. I, I think both those guys are in the sights. We can do that. Okay? Because we have the geek horde. Now, let me tell you, I won the popularity contest in high school. Did you guys know that? I won the popularity contest in high school. That's right. Um, and I defeated people who then went on to play in the NBA, in the NFL. Drew Brees was in my graduating class. Yeah, that's right. All-star, NFL who? quarterback. Oh, just a little guy who maybe won uh, Super Bowl MVP a couple years ago. Never heard of him. But who gets the most popular? Who? This guy right here. Why? Because we have the geek vote. There are just more of us. All right? Luckily, we live in a democracy. Luckily, democracy works with the popular vote. Well, maybe not in the 2000 election. But 
There's more of us. We're going to use that power, and it's it's been used for for me before. If you take that over to Sean Astin, and you tell Sean Astin in his in his dem- democracy show Vox Populi, also on this network, we're probably already clubbing him over the head like a seal. Let me tell you, we're probably already uh, already we're probably already number one on Thursdays. Let's just be honest, okay? The movie guys, come on, and 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 Joe Schmoes. You know what the Joe Schmoes know? They they know how to be second. All right, yeah. that's what the Joe Schmoes know. They know how to be second to this guy right here. And I've only been here two months. Well, three. Three months. That being said, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep eating Heidi and Frank. I I never met Heidi. I ain't got nothing against him. Nick Ritchie, I I ain't got nothing against him. But I know that our trajectory usually goes like this. That's me going up for you (laughs) listeners. That's me going skyward. Number one. That is what we're doing here, all right? Enough of tooting my own horn. Wait, let's actually toot my horn. I picked this up at the dollar store. It's a vuvula. What is it? <laughs> a uvula. A uvula. It's a uvula. <laughs> I don't have a uvula. All right, ready? I, I got you. Check this, out. Check this out. This vuvuzela. is a vuvuzela? Yeah. Or vuvuzela. Okay, that's going to cost us some listeners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kenny. I got ahead of myself. But the key is we never rest here at Geekscape. Do you know that tonight... This is how busy we've been. I haven't been bored in fucking 20 years. I know you've been bored listening to me, but I haven't actually been bored in 20 years because we work like crazy. I've been so busy, we haven't even done a proper launch party or launch event for a website that we're relaunching tonight. The Geekscape website, if you're listening to the show on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's too late. We already have a brand new website. Tonight, Thursday, after we finish the show at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, tonight we are pushing the button to bring you guys a brand new improved Geekscape site. That's right. I'm, I'm clapping again. It's so sad right it's, now. It's, Me clapping I'm, by myself. I know the Geekscape is out there clapping unless you're driving <laughs> or masturbating my voice. But that being said, we have a brand new site, and I'm pretty happy with it. Our, our, our buddy Paul West, who coded this current site, we spent a couple months talking about possible improvements to the site, way to get more of our features on the front page to, you know, increase time on site, increase traffic. And I got to tell you, our traffic's already been going up a ton in the last, since January. We've really been skyrocketing. And we just want to kind of keep that momentum going. And one of the ways to do that is to make a site that is faster, caches more, has more content on the front page, less that you have to scroll to find. It's easier to navigate. And this Toad Hop show is front and center. We'll get you guys watching the show for an hour. That'll increase our time on site and you know pages for visit and clicks and all that stuff but yeah we're, we're working on a site that will increase the community increase people's interaction increase your ability to find content and that's going to hit tonight in just a couple hours so if you're listening to this and you come back late on the site's down do not panic it means that a new site is rising from its ashes right right now you're basically watching a cocoon you're watching a cocoon and not ron howard's cocoon with a bunch of old people getting wrinkly in a pool and coming out of fucking you know, coming out younger or living forever, whatever that movie's about. And it's not Cocoon 2. This is more like Flight of the Frickin' Navigator. All right? We are soaring. All right? So right now, you're watching the Flight of the Navigator before you get now starts navigating. All right? No, it's more like a cocoon, and you're going to see us rise from the cocoon. And that's pretty much what it's like. I just like Flight of the Navigator more than I like Cocoon from the same era. You get what I'm saying, right? But Wilford Brimley's mustache was so great in Cocoon, or just in general. Well, he's good because he was in the Ewok movie Part 2. Never saw that. Battle for Endor? No, I never saw that one. Because you were never a child. <laughs> you got to celebrate this stuff. Um, Geekscape, I know I'm on a tangent, but I'm tired as hell. I got to tell you, I've been stressed out because we went down to WonderCon this morning to set up the booth. It's not open yet, but uh, we're exhibitors. When we got down there, 
And my brother came with me. You guys enjoyed my brother from last week, the whole wrestling talk. Some people actually thought that uh, our good friend Stone Cold Steve Austin had actually called the show last week. And you know what? I don't know if that was Stone Cold or not. It could have very easily been Stone Cold. So go ahead and put online that he's in Gremlins 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to vouch for the credibility of that phone call. So, so a lot of people enjoyed the show last week. Uh, one person didn't enjoy it was Frank Sanders. Remember when we got that color Frank from yeah. Long Island? He's like, oh, I lived in the South. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And he's yeah. like, yeah, people are inbred down here. And then I hung up. Yeah. He leaves me a voicemail. And then he goes and starts writing on Facebook. He's like, I only called in for 10 seconds. And he said nothing. That was the slowest 10 seconds. What was I supposed to do, Frank? Okay, let's do this, okay? Let's talk about when you guys call up the phone number, 323-622-8623, and call us up here on Geekscape. Let's talk about etiquette. Let's talk about the fact that we need to keep this show moving to keep it interesting. we got to get content. I know I've kind of been rambling, so I'm kind of working counter my own uh, argument that we need to have content on the show. But we got to keep it entertaining. So when you call, know a couple things. There's a delay. So you're going to want to turn your radio or whatever you're listening to it on down so you don't be like, hey, wait, he hasn't talked yet, but I haven't been to that part. Wait, he already said that. I don't want you getting confused, okay? I'm not saying you guys are all dummies, but I'm saying big yanks is out there. All right. There's going to be a delay, so turn whatever you're listening to down. So number two, get ready to talk about something, right? Example. Sean Madden, who's going to join me later to talk about G.I. Joe Retaliation, which he loves and is going to go see again tonight. Sean Madden called like a week or two ago, and it was a tight phone call. He knew what to talk about. He had an agenda. He accomplished the agenda. That is a huge difference to how he called like two weeks prior, and we asked him to review the Die Hard movie, and he was like, well, it kind of was a movie, and it sort of was good, but I wouldn't say it was bad, but it was good. No, make a statement. Know what you're going to say before you even dial, and then get to it. Another example, Shane O'Hare. Shane O'Hare last week was talking about that game Ingress, he knew the points he wanted to touch on to make it sound interesting, to keep the show going. He was a perfect caller last week. Completely counter to when some people call up and they go, hey, man, what's up? Uh, I don't know. You fucking called me. <laughs> right? You guys get that on a lot of your shows? Um, uh, some people. Some shows. Some shows uh, don't get phone calls at all, do they? Yeah. And the, well, yeah. Some, do, some don't. Some you know don't. why? Because nobody listens to those shows. <laughs> Geekscape's going to be number one. That's right. We're going to be number one. <laughs> That's right. We're taking this town. We're <laughs> taking it over. Nick Richie, I'm coming for you, Nick. I'm coming for you, and I'm bringing all my geeks with me. I can't tear my own shirt. I'll end up tearing, like, an arm muscle or something instead. <laughs> I love you, Nick. And I do love Heidi and Frank. I do love Frank quite a bit. He's cool. Thank you for having us on the podcast uh, network, or radio worth watching network. Um, but we have to keep climbing. We're like a shark. If we stop, we die. So tell me about the status of the other shows. They kind of suck, right? Uh, no, no, yeah, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. Other, every show in Toad Hop is fantastic. We'll see about that. I, I I'm being like, democratic. I do like the other shows. Oh, my God. My wife is calling right now, and she's going to come on the air and say that I'm losing my mind. She just has to understand that I'm stressed out. Uh, here she is. Okay. Here we go. Hey, sweetie. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Did you have a Red Bull today? I did not have a Red Bull. I did not have a Red Bull. I'm not hyper. I'm just, you know how my schedule's been. I've been, I've been like up early, out until late, I'm, just working I'm like crazy. I'm calling to apologize for you on your behalf because you sound like a rambling fool. So no more sugar, <laughs> water only. Yeah, I'm drinking my water. 
I just okay. Who's blowing your horn? You like that I picked up a uh, Vuvuzela? Yeah, Rufus is going to love it. There we go. We're going to use it at WonderCon. Are you going to come down to WonderCon on Saturday? I got a pass for you. I thought I was going to come down on Sunday. You can come down whatever day you want. I have your pass. I'm coming down Sunday. Okay. Sweetie, All I right, promise I, I, will, I, I promise I will get this out of my system before I come home yet again late tonight. Okay? Okay. I love Bye, you. Bye, everyone. Love you. I love you, too. Okay, now that she's back on the phone, let's get crazy. All right. The other thing, I got to talk about this because I have been kind of, okay, Geekscapers don't know this, but we've been working on Geekscape projects. We have some news on Dark of the Dead that I promise is coming, but I, I, I can't just give you guys the news because it's really Alexander's project, and I'm only a co-producer, co-director on the project. So it's really Alexander's place to give you guys the project. We've been working on the new website. We've been working on all these different things. Um, Gabe by Dawn, I've, I've been working on. I've been having meetings about that. I've been having meetings about this show with Paul that we've been shooting, and we're going to start presenting. And uh, we got some cool stuff about that. And then there's a couple other projects that we're working on, and I'm excited about them, but they are taking up all of my time. And then on top of that, I teach. I teach film sometimes. So that's been stressful. Uh, just I enjoy each of these things. But fitting them all into careful places in my schedule, it's just bursting. And I actually snapped at our writer, Carrie Lane, like two nights ago. She was just like, hey, is there a WonderCon email? Or what am I supposed to do at WonderCon? It was her first, it's her first time going to like a convention with us. We just added her at Kamikaze. And she's been great. She's been writing uh, an anime manga uh, piece for us. It's weekly or biweekly. And she's been awesome. Carrie is a sweetheart. And she kept like sending me emails it wasn't even excessive it's just excessive because my my brain is fractured from the stress of just keeping moving like a shark and <laughs> i just want to i just want geekscape to be awesome and, it, and i love it so i'm very passionate about everything i do and you got to understand that all this is positive and carrie was like hey what's up with WonderCon? what am i supposed to do what am i what do you want me to cover what do we when do you want our articles up da -da -da -da. And i finally was like just stop like, I snapped at her, and I was like, you need to understand that in six years of doing this, I have never failed to send out this email or get people organized. And, uh, you know, and I just kind of like, I was an asshole. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Carrie. And I know that sounded facetious, but I'm telling you right now, I am sorry that I snapped at you. And she did send me back an email. It was like, hey, I didn't mean to question your leadership or what is this. And I just think it's nice that she said it was leadership because I actually think that it's like herding cats kind of. <laughs> I'm, like I'm like a dumb rodeo cowboy or like a rodeo clown. So it's been stressful, um, but stressful in a good way. Like I've been very happy and I do get to go home to a, a, an awesome life and you guys and your support on Geekscape has been so awesome and I can't wait to be the number one show on the Toad Hop Network and just eat everybody alive um, and uh, on top of that um, I have been reading my comics and I'm very excited about comic books they've been very good but I'm going to have to cut a bunch of DC titles because they're just not as like do you read comics Kenny? I'm not a huge comic book <sighs> it's just reader. it's just kind of sad but like the DC 52 thing happened and now it's not holding water and Marvel now is kicking ass and almost every Marvel now title is working and I'm I'm at a place where I have to start slicing books just because not affordability but I don't have time to read them like they're accumulating by my bedside and I think they're going to crush me in my sleep because it's a giant tower of comics so I'm going to get rid of the Superman books I'm going to get rid of a lot of the JLA hero books, but not the JLA book itself uh, or Justice League. There's Justice League and there's Justice League America. I'm going to mm -hmm. keep reading those. The Batman books, there's nothing at DC better than Batman written by uh, Scott Snyder. And everything else in the Batman universe is really good. 
like they just had a death in the Batman verse with they killed Damien, the new Robin, and there's probably going to be a new Robin coming up. So I got to keep reading that. Anything Jeff Lemire writes, he just started writing Green, writing Green Arrow, and there's two issues of that out, and that's fucking really good, especially if you read or are watching Arrow on TV. It's, I'm it's very that. much it's very much like Arrow. So if, if you want to hop on the last two issues of Green Arrow, Jeff Lemire has written them. Very cool, especially if you're, it's very Arrow-like. But Marvel is just hitting it out of the park. Even a book like Age of Ultron, which is coming out weekly, it's like this new event. What's weird is that I think this event book was done a year ago, and they didn't have a window for it, or it wasn't finished because of the artwork. And they're just now releasing Age of Ultron now, and there's nowhere to really fit it during Marvel Now, so it feels like an event that doesn't have a place. It just feels like a really cool story that doesn't have any reference or it doesn't really fit in with what's going on in Marvel Now, but it's still really enjoyable because Finch is doing the artwork. Not Finch. Um, who's the guy who's doing the artwork for... Uh, Finch is at DC. The guy who's doing the artwork for um, for the Ultimates. It's just awesome artwork, uh, and, I, and it's bailing on me. I can't think of it, but... That's that's worth reading. Marvel is hard to go wrong right now. It really is hard to go wrong. Superior Spider-Man is just kicking ass. It's so much fun to read Doc Ock as Peter Parker, literally beating the hell out of villains and like killing them. Things that Peter Parker would never do. And Peter Parker's conscience is still kind of floating around like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like horrified that he can't do anything to stop Otto Octavius from using his Spider-Man strength and powers to just beat the shit out of some of these like BC level villains who've just been annoying. And he's just like, you're not going to be annoying anymore. You're going to be dead. And he's just beating the crap out of just lame villains. And you're, it's it's awful. And it's going to get him kicked out of the Avengers, I think, which is literally like the next storyline is the Avengers. Are like, what do we do with this guy? But it's going to be cool. Uh, so I still read comics. I've also I picked up Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS. Yeah, baby. I love Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. It was so much fun because there's a little bit of, like, puzzle to it. you got to figure out what the ghosts are, and it's and it's all that. It's perfect on the 3DS because it's in your hand. The dual screen allows you to look at the map. Uh, it also allows you to answer, like, some of the messages that are coming in. And the gyroscope on the 3DS, whenever you, you know, you vacuum the ghosts up after you weaken them by flashing them with a light or using some kind of tool to, to freeze them or incapacitate the ghosts so that they can't hurt you, it kind of freezes them for a bit and they're vulnerable. You then turn on this vacuum. And the cool thing is when you turn it on, Back on the on the on the the GameCube, you would use one of the thumb pads to like one of the thumbsticks to kind of point the vacuum around to 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 get the the the, the ghost. Now you use the the accelerometer, the gyroscope, to move the 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 DS up or down to kind of suck the ghosts in, and it works a lot better. It's really a cool, cool, cool game, and the graphics are awesome. Um, and I can play it on the go. The thing is, like, I haven't been able to sit down and play video games for a long time. And this one I, I can just kind of play five minutes here, five minutes there. And it's been a lot of fun. I'll, I'll definitely be street passing with the gangsters down at WonderCon. You street pass, Kenny? What? Do you street pass? Whoa, whoa, what street pass? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're not qualified to uh, be the engineer on Keyscape. I'm sorry. But, Crap. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, Johnny, can you come get this guy out of here? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, it's just one of these features of the 3DS. Don't worry about it. It's uh, it's actually pretty lame, but I'm addicted to it. You accumulate points and stuff by walking around with your 3DS and it talking to other 3DSs. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't want to say. I mean, you know. I accumulated a thousand street passes recently. Oh, I hit shit. that. It was a pretty big barrier. It was a pretty big, big benchmark for me. I was pretty proud of it. And here's the thing: like I take it to school where I teach, <laughs> and the students, I don't think they know that they're street passing with a teacher. All they know is like 
Jonathan, my little me that looks like me, shows up on their 3DS and is like, hey, and comes into like their little town and like gives them like like cards and like coins and stuff. But they don't know it's one of the teachers. If they did, they probably wouldn't respect any grade I gave them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I'm kind of walking a thin line. Is that now you're not supposed to socialize with your students? Is that socializing if a digital version of you, like your avatar or your me, shows up on their 3ds? Is that socializing with a student? Could that get me fired? Nah. I think these are the kind of new world, digital first world issues that we need to discuss here on Geekscape. If you Add your students or whatever, or teachers on Facebook. Is that socializing with a student? Is Facebook socializing with a student? Don't you go to Don't you go to, to the spots yet? I know you're prepping to go to the spot break, but I got some stuff to talk about. I got some more stuff to talk about in the Geekscape house. Like Molly Mahan is leaving us. Our writer Molly Mahan is leaving us, and I got to tell her. I, I got to tell her right now. I'm really sad to see you leave Geekscape, but I'm also very proud of you because Molly. And I'm going to do the single man clapping by himself again. But I expect all you Geekscapers to be clapping here. Molly has got the associate editor position at Dynamite Comics. And she has to move to Cherry Hill, New Jersey, to fulfill that position. So congratulations, Molly. <laughs> Kenny, do that masturbation clap real quick. Do that. That's Kenny. I promise he's clapping. Uh, and he's saying congratulations on the associate editor position at Dynamite Comics. That is awesome. Congratulations, Molly. We're really proud of you. And we, although we're sad to not see you as often here in Los Angeles and at the Geekscape events, we are very excited for you and very proud to see you, what you can accomplish now that you are a comic book field professional. I think that is awesome. And congratulations. Um, we have got more coming up on the website, including conversation with Sean Madden about G.I. Joe retaliation, which he saw. Says it is A, 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 plus, 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 with a cherry on top. We'll fill you out on that joke, too. Um, our good friend Leah Savoli from, um, I think she was on a couple episodes of, uh, what's the one, the Claymation show that's, that Seth Green does? Uh, Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken. She was a voice on Robot Chicken a couple times. Uh, she's going to call in and talk about her Geekscape signing at the Geekscape booth, which is 953 at WonderCon this weekend. I would really love to see you guys. If you're at WonderCon this weekend at booth 953, we're going to talk WonderCon. I'm going to go through the WonderCon preview book, and we're going to talk about what you should be hitting up. And more when we come back on Geekscape. Here's a spot break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh. Is that hunk of junk you call a car always breaking down and leaving you in the dust? Log on to Dyson-Motors.com and check out Dyson's full inventory online. 
With hundreds of quality cars in stock of all makes and models, you can find the next car of your dreams in minutes and know you're getting super low pricing. Purchase a car today from Dyson Motors and receive a year of free oil changes. Bad credit? Worried about financing? Log on and get pre-approved in seconds. Go to Dyson-Motors.com and find your new car today. What's up, Toad Hop? This is Paul Preston, host of The Movie Guys. I want to tell you about The Movie Guys Live. It's a radio show full of comedy, commentary, sketches, and more as we poke fun at Hollywood. For example, you ever notice how a lot of movies nowadays have the same music in their previews? I think I've come up with something. My brain is skipping time. I'm not sure I'm following you, man. Yeah, that was three different movies. So check out The Movie Guys Live Thursdays at 7, but if you miss us live, we're immediately archived for your pleasure at ToadHopNetwork.com and iTunes. Stop it. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Geekscape, everybody. Um, I like those spot breaks. Because they allow me to go and check the Facebook and see what is going on. And some of you guys corrected me. Brian Hitch is the artist on Age of Ultron. Sorry I was blanking up here. But, yeah, Brian Hitch, who was awesome, he did all the artwork for the Ultimates. I think he did the artwork for a couple of the big Marvel miniseries. Is doing the artwork for Age of Ultron. And it's worth reading. Like, it's really awesome. Like, Ultron's totally taken over the Marvel Universe. And the the heroes are totally screwed. (laughs) Because... It's like a singularity that they're fighting, right? It's like a hive mind of Ultrons. There's nowhere to hide, nothing to do. They can infiltrate the Stark tech and shut Iron Man down, right? Like, what are you going to do? You can't stop them. And uh, Captain America's got a plan. So whenever Captain America's got a plan, it's like, all right. Is there any time that Captain America doesn't have a plan that's... I mean, the dude took down Thanos when Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, that's kind of the end-all, say-all of... Captain America being a badass, and does it ever get old that Captain America is like the ultimate guy? It's like I got a plan. It's all good, you know. Is that a cop out storyline that like everybody's like I don't know what to do? They're running around with their chickens, like chickens with their heads cut off, and all of a sudden Captain America's like, nope, I got this. He's probably the least powerful of any of them, yet he's got he's like the, he's like a superior strategist. So discuss. Call us up three two three six two two eight six two three. And Brian Hitch is. The artist on Age of Ultron. Um, on top of that, I also checked. Leah Savoli is, uh, I just said, hey, she's going to call in and talk about her signing on Saturday at the Geekscape booth. Um, she's not. <laughs> she's having phone problems, so she let me know. I don't know how she could get on Facebook to let us know that she has phone problems. But I guess she's at home, really, and just like got on a computer and was like, I have phone problems, please. Um, anyway, she's not going to be calling in. But she is going to be signing with a couple of people like Jenna Bush, who you guys like, Stephanie Thorpe. Stephanie Thorpe is like uh, involved in the new ElfQuest movie that they option. They optioned ElfQuest. Remember ElfQuest, Kenny? No, I don't. ElfQuest was like, well, you're probably cooler than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ElfQuest, I love this. This is amazing. ElfQuest was uh, Richard and Wendy Peeney are these uh, were the artist-writer team. In like the late 70s, early 80s, they created a series called ElfQuest, a comic book series. And um, it was a bunch of elves and stuff running around, and they're riding wolves and things. And it was about these different clans of elves. And imagine a Jonathan London in middle school who loves nothing more 
than the Dragonlance novels. Uh, he he loved the ElfQuest stuff, and our friends uh, Stephanie Thorpe actually optioned ElfQuest. They made like a really cool ElfQuest uh, web video that like got a lot of people excited, and then they were like, "Screw it, let's go option ElfQuest." And they optioned it to try and make it into like a Lord of the Rings type movie. I want to wear a loincloth and be an elf quest. No, I do not. I'm not in the right shape to be a loincloth and elf quest. That ain't going to happen, sister. Um, that being said, I would watch the elf quest movie in the 13-year-old version of me and the 34-year-old version of me. would be like, dude, this is so cool. Elf quest. Um, she's going to be signing on Saturday with Leah Savoli and Jenna Bush. We also have a couple different people uh, signing. Um, so if you want an autograph, come by. Uh, booth 953 at WonderCon. My brother's going to be signing there. Did you like meeting my brother last week, Kenny? Yeah, he was a great guy. He's a cool guy. Um, you wonder what happened to me. Uh, he's going to be signing Friday and Sunday. So if you're wrestling fans, my brother's going to be by with his glossies, and he's going to be signing. Um, the movie guys who are on on, pod, on, the, on, the, on the network after me uh, are going to be walking around doing interviews and stuff like that, I guess. I told them they could use the booth if they wanted to do some of their interviews. The movie guys. I, I'm not being facetious. As much as I'm talking trash about being the number one show on Toad Hop one day, soon, um, I'm not going to talk trash like like uh, or, or be like a keep away guy. Like, no, if the, the movie guys, hey, part of me joining Toad Hop Network is to see the network succeed as, like, succeed as well. Yeah. And part of that is, hey, if anybody from the Toad Hop Network, like the Joe Schmoes or the uh, movie guys come down there and they want to use the space, they can use the space. Come on. Booth 953 is not just for Geekscape. All right, pal? you got to relax. Um, movies, 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 movies. Uh, before we get into the WonderCon schedule, i got to tell you the day I had last Saturday. Um, I woke up and I went to see uh, this movie from up on Poppy Hill. You know what that is? No, I haven't even heard What do you of think that? it sounds like? Um, I hope it's a bunch of people doing heroin on top of the hill. <laughs> no, it is a uh, Miyazaki movie from Studio Ghibli. No, well, I know. Do you know Studio Ghibli? They did uh, like Nausicaa and uh, Spirited Away was like their big movie. Remember yeah. Spirited Away yep. and like House Moving Netflix. Castle, Castle yeah. and all that? So that, their new movie was Poppy's uh, from up on Poppy Hill. And it's, it's this little girl. Well, they're in high school, and this is, and she keeps raising this flag up on a hill outside of her house every day because her father disappeared in, in World War II. It was like uh, towards the end of World War II, the father disappeared, and this is like years ago, like ten years ago. And every day, she's still been raising this flag, and then someone starts answering her flag, and she realizes it's another student at school, this boy that she starts having feelings for, and it's a beautiful little drama, and it's nice, and the artwork's amazing because it's Miyazaki. I went home after that. I spent the entire day. That's how I started the day, a 10 a.m. screening of that. And then I ended it with Nino Kuni, which is also Studio Ghibli, but it's a video game. So I had, like, a Studio Ghibli Saturday. And if that's not Geekscape, I can't help you. All right? Um, the website and the phones are open, so uh, let's get those phone calls in. 323-622-8623. Let's pick this one up on the air. This is Geekscape. You are on the air. Hello? Hello, this is exactly what I said not to do earlier. Hey, this is Geekscape. You're on the air. Kenny, remember when I had that conversation earlier on the show and I was like, listen, don't, 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 don't call up and be a knucklehead? What conversation? Uh, you heard me, and you guys heard me too. Did you hear that what just happened? This phone call came in. I think the person got scared. I picked it up, and I heard this. Did you hear them? They go, oh. They go, oh. Maybe they were a Stone Cold Steve Austin listener. Remember like how inbred they sounded? 
Listen, if, if you're screwing around, call back. I'll punch you in the face. Um, I'm kind of upset that Sean Madden isn't here. He's a little bit late, and he's supposed to talk G.I. Joe Retaliation, which he went to see. And uh, oh wait, there's that caller again. Let's see if we can pick him up. Okay, here we go. Maybe that's Sean. Geekscape, you are on the air. Take two. Hey, hey, man, listen, I'm not going to keep playing this game. You're back on the air. What you got? Uh, maybe he's like one of these people who like accidentally mutes their own phone. Because I'm sitting here looking at the screen. Like, you know, their cheek or something is too warm and they end up yeah. muting their own phone. I don't know what's going on with this person. But listen, I can't hear you. And I'm going to have to hang up again. Goodbye. You know what, Kenny? This phone call, this phone like thing is a curse Why and a blessing. Why Why do you think it's a curse? These people are calling up and they're acting like assholes. Come on, Kenneth. What? Do you like it when I call you Kenneth? Yeah, that's my real name. Hey, you're on the air. <laughs> yeah, Scooby. I would rather Scooby-Doo call than... Uh, oh, if he calls again, I'm just going to... wish there was a way to punch people in the face with this damn thing. All right. Let's talk about... The WonderCon schedule, which I got. Uh, we have a corner booth at WonderCon, which wasn't, I think, supposed to happen. I paid for uh, I paid for a ten by ten booth, and they ended up giving me a corner booth. And I showed up today, and they were like, "Hey, you still owe us money for the corner booth." And I go, "No, I don't." And they go, "Yeah, you do." And I said, "Why don't you look at the application I filled out a year ago when I was asking for a ten by ten booth?" And there it was, not a corner booth. So I think I think they were having spacing problems, and they ended up giving us a corner booth. And they were like, maybe we can throw this up the ladder. Nope. So I, we got a corner booth for the price of a 10 by 10 dog. Love it. Booth 953. All right, let's pick up this phone call and hope that he's a little bit more socially acceptable than the last guy. Geekscape, you are on the air with Geekscape. What's up? Hello there. I thought I'd cheer you up since you're having such trouble with your phone calls. Yeah, what's going on with that? I that was no crazy, idea. wasn't what's it? What's wrong with these people? Yeah, who's this? This is Linda. I have a question for you. Hey, Linda. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, this is the first time I've listened to you. I just landed on you. I'm, I listen to a lot of Toad Hop shows. So Linda, where I'm are you from? from? I'm from England. Where in England? I'm from South Coast. Okay. All right. Have you been there? Yeah, I, well, I've been to England. I've been to London. I've been to uh, Dover. I've been to a couple places in England. But uh, South Coast, uh, is it just a small town? I probably wouldn't know it, huh? No, probably not. That's okay. Anyway, Thanks for listening to I us. Are you watching us I, as well? I am watching you. What do you think of this? I can see you. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you a geek? Oh, my God. I hate those stupid things. All right. Um, what draws you to the Geekscape show? Um, well, I check Toad Hop every now and again to see what's on, and I know my regular shows, and I just landed on you because I know nothing about computer games and all that all right. stuff, and I was wondering, how, did your wife enjoy this kind of stuff, or did you, you... her and show the blank stare on her face? So so my wife just called uh, earlier in the show, and when the show's archived, you can go back and watch this episode. My wife called just because I was a raving maniac. Uh, I heard we, that. We've been doing this show for six years, and the stuff that we love are movies, video games, comic books, TV, and yes, it is not always something that... Um, I mean, if ladies are into it, then they're ladies who are into it. My wife wasn't necessarily someone who's into it, but she's learned to appreciate it, I think is the word. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, And it's not even one of these things where I've been pressuring her or eroding it. She loves me, so the things that I love, she learns to accept it as part of me. You know, this is a, a adult relationship, and it's a, it's a great marriage, so um, there's give and take. 
And uh, and I think like I, th- I think she's adapted to appreciate some of it. And I think any good geek, um, and any good partner will recognize the things that they have to offer. Uh, and and, uh, and so every now and then I offer her a comic book that she might like or a video game she might like or we go to see a movie that she might like, even if it's something that may be a little closer to my wheelhouse. And anybody who's a geek who's listening right now and maybe is in a relationship where you don't think that other person is into the geek stuff, um, ask yourself what they're into. And if there's anything that sort of overlaps, and there's ton, tons of things that overlap, that's really their introductory introduction to your world like my wife she wasn't a comic book reader but she liked horror movies which uh-huh. i wouldn't have known from looking at her right like i saw her and i saw a really sweet woman and i was like there's what there's, do they look like uh yeah i mean <laughs> you, when you think of a horror uh, fan you think of like a goth kid in like a black shirt with like a long like greasy hair who's just like oh, evil okay. dead you know like you think of like a horror fan maybe someone with like black late like makeup or something and uh my wife was really sweet and uh sort of the girl next door and our first date, um, she met she met me because I'd, I'd made a, a horror comedy, and she came to the screening, and, and I had asked about her. And so when I finally got her to agree to go out on a date with me, um, I didn't have much to talk about because I'm such a geek. And I asked her about my film, which was a horror movie, and, and she said that her favorite horror movie was Halloween, and she actually liked horror movies. And I was like, oh, my mind was blown, Linda. And ah. so when we started dating and the comic book started being a bedside thing, <laughs> because <laughs> from, I mean, since I was eight years old, there have been comic books by my bedside. And if you're going to start sharing a bed with another adult human being, um, those, those are going to just going to be there, you know? Um, and, uh, and she started asking me about comics and she said, well, is there a comic book you think I would like? And so I went back to the, the idea that she likes horror uh, movies and maybe horror concepts. And so I, I recommended, uh, a British uh, writer named Garth Ennis, who wrote for 2000 AD for a while, he did a book called, called Preacher um, okay. in the 90s. So that was my first recommendation of a comic book to my wife. And she uh, she was into it. And then we saw the Sin City movie, and she went back and started reading some of the Sin City comics, and she was into those. So if you're not a geek, Linda, it's all good. You can still appreciate some of that stuff. Um, I can, yeah, I can. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Um, most of the stuff was going over my head. <laughs> it's completely um, okay. You know, I was like, what are they talking about? But I stuck with it, you know. What are you into, Linda? What am I into? Yeah, let's talk I about you. I three days gardening, so I'm going to have to say gardening. <laughs> so so you, can absolutely, you can absolutely be a geek about gardening. And, um, and the weather, of course, is amazing in Los Angeles. Uh, the Geekscapists who have been listening to me for six, seven years, they don't know this, but last year... Uh, about two, three years ago, we moved to a place in Los Angeles with a backyard. And it's a great backyard, but the gardener doesn't do much more than, than mow the, gar- the, the grass, right? Right. Um, I got a garden. <laughs> and I got geeky about it. Because as a geek, I think your mindset is to become just a little bit obsessive about anything that well, excites that, you. Pop. Yeah, so, so I started studying like pH levels on plants. Which is something of soil. You have to you have to kind of look at the soil pH levels, and you have to kind of look at like what plants do well and what other things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so and so I started getting geeky about that, and I started trying to uh, kind of treating it like a video game. So there are a couple of video games, Linda, that have their origins in gardening. Like there's a game that's coming out for the Wii U soon, and there there are two versions out for the Wii um, called Pikmin, and it's from the guy who created Mario and Zelda. And he created a, a he created a video game called Pikmin where you 
where, the, where you go around and you gather these little plants that are kind of sentient and they can help you uh, fight monsters in a garden. And he developed this bizarre game based <laughs> on his love of gardening. And Well, I think there's something for everyone then. Yeah, there, there is a geeky thing for everyone. And Linda, check out Geekscape.net or email me at Jonathan at Geekscape.net. And if you want a prescription into this world, I would start from your love of gardening. Because if you're a, a fan of cars or if you're a fan of music or if you're a fan of or, or geek about really anything, there's easily an introductory, uh, a, a, an introductory geek thing for you, whether it be a video game or a show or a movie. Um, Geekscape, the reason I chose that name was um, the idea of landscape or the idea of a of a scape, kind of a, a, an area or a or just just uh, you know I, I thought of it like a, in a stellar sense where we're going to go out and explore other people's excitement and be like, all right, what do you geek about? And now come and share your excitement with us. And I know we have a couple gardeners on the site who are excited about gardening. I mean, I'm a closet gardener. You know, well, we, we have we have four, we have five garden boxes in the backyard. <laughs> Did you know that about me, Kenny? No, I had no idea. I'm a sensitive soul. Uh, and you, you know, I mean, after all the maniacal ranting that I did at the earlier part of this show, uh, I like you that know, bit. <laughs> you'd never <laughs> think it. But yeah, we're we're complete we're, we're complete closet gardeners. My wife and I. It's kind of fun, you know. It is fun. It's very relaxing. Absolutely therapeutic. It's completely therapeutic, and uh, you just kind of get lost in it. You know, you get lost in it. So it, it's uh, it's like a Zen state. I think anybody who has a maniacal, like, like as crazy a schedule as sometimes we, we get away with here in Los Angeles or when we're working in the industry or this and that, like you can really build up a lot of negative energy or you can always build up a lot of stress and something like jogging, which I love to do and um, and gardening is a great way to just escape all that noise and energy and funnel it back through you know what I mean? In, in realign. It's great for realignment. Does that Very make sense? Very true. So, L Linda, you have kids that are into geek stuff as well? Um, not really. I've got one daughter who likes the video game. Okay. Don't ask me what ones. I have no idea. How old is your daughter? Uh, almost 18. Okay, so she's, she's okay to listen to the show. Okay. Sometimes we, we get a little boys club or crude or whatever but we have we have a couple kids on the site who are all 18 and we have a couple girls on the site who are 18 and the funny thing is uh uh molly who i was talking about earlier who's taking this associate editor's job over at the um over at the uh, uh dynamite comics she is uh she writes an article for us called heroin addict but heroin as in a hero heroin and uh oh. and it was kind of a, a female-centric um article and um and I hope she's able to somewhere in her schedule once a month, twice, once every two months, still put up that article because I like the idea of um, a female presence on the site, just like I like the idea of a gay presence on our site with some of our writers who write um, articles from a gay point of view. Or I would love to have a, a minority point of view as far as racial minorities in, in comics um, or in video games or in movies. I wrote a, a piece that did really well and was covered by a couple national outlets about race in comics. Um, because I don't think race matters in comics, just as it shouldn't matter in the real world. And I think in comics, it's actually been addressed earlier. When you think about comic books, the big issues have always been um, wealth versus poor. When you think about uh, Spider-Man, he's poor, but Norman Osborn's rich. Or Daredevil's poor, 
uh, he's a lawyer, but he lives in like an apartment. But the kingpin is rich. And you think about all these, you think about like the class struggle. You don't think about the race struggle because, heck, there have been black superheroes since the beginning in comics. You know, which which is great because it took movies and video games and TV a while to catch up to that. You know, um, That's great. yeah. So I pretty much just given you a spiel on Geekscape, and I'm I don't know if you. That. Thank you very much. I don't know if she asked for it or not. But I would rather talk to you than the maniacs who don't know how to talk on the phone when they're going. I'm pretty good at phoning radio shows. Don't worry. Linda, thanks for listening. We're here every week. And, and, oh, and, and, and you I'll don't, check back in again then. You don't know yet, but we're going to be the number one show on Toad Hop. We've only been here I three I heard weeks. you say that. Three months, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll pass the word around. Thank you. And, All uh, right. And we love, our, we love our British uh, friends. Thank you so much. Okay. Linda is now my second favorite British person. Next to Mr. Simon Pegg. Oh, nice. Mr. Simon Pegg, who's been so nice to Geekscape and has been on the Geekscape couch and has been in Dock of the Dead. Um, Simon Pegg has been awesome to Geekscape and as a big supporter of Geekscape, he's got to be our number one British person. But I think, Linda, you're number two to Mr. Pegg. <laughs> so I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I think Sean Madden, I know he's been texting me over on the phone, I think, but he's not been able to get in. Um, he wants to talk. I mean, it's just traffic. It's just LA traffic and the reality of trying to get to the studio. Um, if you want Sean's thoughts on GI Joe retaliation, he wrote a review that is up on the site. A lot of it's positive. A A A A plus 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 plus. Um, but he does have some caveats in there that are like, wait, it's not completely as awesome. You know, there's some stuff that he's into. Some stuff that he, that, some stuff, very little stuff that took him out of the movie. And you know, as I read Sean's review, I was thinking. We recruited Sean a year ago at WonderCon. Sean's been writing for us in a, for exactly a year, and uh, the I got to explain this to Sean too. Uh, the AAAA plus 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 joke is a joke that I made uh, when he and Scott Almeniana, who was one of our writers, uh, they would write these reviews, and they were like all positive, like it was great. Three tubs of popcorn, A plus, A plus plus plus. Like they would write these reviews, and it was like, are they scared to be critical? Are they scared of? saying something mean are they you know what i mean maybe i'm just the jerk and i'm like i gotta see what's bad in this movie and i gotta trash it um and i try not to do that but sometimes people think that i don't like anything but if you go back you'll realize i like a whole lot of things um and sean and sean and scott early on would write these just unabashed reviews and like really this, things got crazy when amazing spider-man came out and unanimously the majority of people think that movie is just a turd Right, this new Amazing Spider-Man movie, and I was personally hurt by it because Spider-Man is my favorite hero. But Sean loves that movie, and I respect that Sean loves that movie. I do, and and Sean pretty much turned Geekscape for like a month into like an Amazing Spider-Man fan site. Like everything that was Amazing Spider-Man about the movie, he would publish, and that is a hundred percent fine. And his voice is welcome on Geekscape. Um, but that's really where the, the the joke came from. Was like this movie was fantastic. Three tubs of popcorn, number one, five tickets. You know, like, like it was just like he couldn't find anything wrong with anything when everybody else was like, absolutely, there's something wrong with it. So the AA plus 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 joke, Sean, comes from that era of unabashed, arguably non-critical. I'm not saying you're not capable of critical thought. I'm not saying that because I talk to you daily and you're an awesome guy. It comes from that era of like, 
Everything's great. I'm going to go play baseball. Everything's good. You turned into Mickey Mouse. I also was just going to say, you've had Mickey Mouse on the show. Hiya, Pluto. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Hey, Minnie. Hey, Minnie. What? It's like, um, yeah, so that's what the AA plus, 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 plus stuff comes up on the website. When you, it's just kind of like a, he loves G.I. Joe retaliation. It's number one. Snake Eyes is, Snake Eyes is grand. I love Snake Eyes. Oh man, there's a part where the rock is fantabulous. <laughs> That's really where it came from. But but what I'm saying now, in Sean's defense, because I will fight anybody who besmirches the good name of my Geekscape writers. They are my team. And just like the Joes watch each other's backs, I got my team's back. Yeah. Um I gotta tell you, Sean's uh stepped it up and he actually had some things to say about the, the the in his recent articles like he actually has some really great thoughts and i gotta tell you i get emails from people in the industry who read geekscape and say i read geekscape and most of the articles are sean's and Derek's, and they say that they read geekscape because it's smart and i'm like well then i won't write a thing <laughs> <laughs> i started geekscape but you know what i'm probably the dumbest thing about it you know, just keep this guy from the site. And I think Geekscape will be aces. Um, again, um, if you're a Geekscapist, go to geekscape.net because that's where all our content's coming from. And if you're at WonderCon, 953 is the number of our booth at WonderCon in Anaheim this weekend. Let's talk about the, the – real quick, as we wrap up, let's talk about WonderCon Anaheim. Um, we're going to be doing some interviews with a lot of talent down there. Maybe we'll run some of those interviews next week on the show. But people like Frank Cho, who's Wolverine, if you're reading Marvel Comics, his Wolverine, it's at issue three or four. It's Wolverine in the Savage Land. In his Wolverine, not just the artwork, but his writing, Frank Cho's Wolverine is kicking ass. It's Savage Wolverine. It's really damn good. I'm hearing my phone blow up, but I can't pick it up. Um, he's going to be down at WonderCon. I would love to talk to him about Wolverine and how awesome it is right now. Um, also, we talked about him earlier, Scott Snyder. His Batman book kicks ass. John Lehman, another Batman writer. He's, I think he's writing The Dark Knight. He has saved that book. John Lehman, who writes Chew for Image, uh, his Batman is just awesome. I'm really enjoying it because he has this storyline where Batman's going up against the the the, uh, the Penguin, and it's re it's actually making Penguin a really good villain. Um, and we've got Doug Monkey, who uh, Doug Monkey, who who really like anything he draws. He's been on Green Lantern a lot recently. He started with the Mask, major bummer, major bummer. Um, Doug Monkey, anything he draws, I love. Jim Lee, Jimmy Palmiotti. If you're down there, oh, Jim Serenko would be an awesome interview. Jeff Smith, who's one of my favorite creators, he did Bone. Maybe Linda would like Bone. Bone's like a cartoon kind of book, and it's a fantasy thing. I don't know if, Linda, you're into fantasy, but Bone is awesome, and Jeff Smith, uh, Jeff Smith's Bone is fantastic. Um, there's Sean. Sean, come in real quick. I'm just going through this uh, thing. I know, dude, it's Hollywood, and it's okay if you're a little bit late. No one well, blames you. Know you. I'm late? Uh, I didn't. I can't check my phone, brother. Oh, no, why I'm late? Because, uh... Down the street, there's something big going on. What's going on down the street? Hollywood premiere. What's going on? What's premiering down the street? That's the danger of doing the show in Hollywood. What's the, what's going on? G.I. Joe Retaliation. There's a premiere for G.I. Joe Retaliation down yeah, the street? It's down the street right is now. Is it a premiere? But yeah. The stars and everything? Yeah. That's the, it took me like 30 minutes did you to tell get like them, a mile. Did you tell them that you thought the movie was A++, triple plus no, plus? No, because I'm just in there like, trying to get <laughs> Oh, man. I am sorry. We're going to go. You're actually, after this uh, show, we're actually going to go see it again for Sean, my first time. Twice. But, um, guys, again, Geekscape's down at WonderCon all weekend. Booth 953. And um, anything in the schedule that's popping off for you? For me? Yeah. Um, you haven't looked at it The Evil Dead panel. Evil Dead Pacific Rim. And um, you, th you loved uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. I told them to check out the review on Geekscape.net. 
Well, the, see, the thing is... And knowing that we have a minute left on the yeah. show. There's going to be four groups that are divided by this movie. Four groups. There's going to be the film snobs who aren't going to like it. Okay. There's going to be the kids who used to hang out in their backyard and set up the elaborate, you know, meme. The G.I. Joe, yeah, the dioramas. Yeah. You guys are going to love it. We had the terror drum and yeah. we were oh, doing I, that, yeah. I got the three-level one, but I would, okay. sit, I would sit there for hours setting it up yeah. just for it to get dark. And, and they're going to love this movie. Yeah. And then what are the other two groups? The other two groups, general movie-going audience. Like it. I've been checking, like, the reviews okay. and, like, the Twitter buzz. And, I mean, it's... They're going to like it. Dwayne Johnson. Okay. I love Dwayne Johnson. And then the fourth group is even the people that did... The people that read the G.I. Joe comics. Yeah. The cartoons were a little campy, but the comics... The were Larry Hanna comics were awesome. Everything in this movie is from that. Good. Everything. So, Retaliation, does it fix the first G.I. Joe movie? That's really the big question? Like I said on the site, doesn't just take one step forward. It takes ten steps forward. You don't even have to see The Rise of Cobra. Right. You can, you can ignore that movie if you've never seen it and just go watch this. It goes straight into it. Well, guys... Sean did show up at the end of the show. AA plus 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 for Sean with a cherry on top. Uh, if you want to read his reviews and so much more, geekscape.net is really where you got to go check that out. We are revamping the site. So if you go there tonight and you can't find it, wait a couple hours. We're just waiting for it to populate. You're going to see that brand new site and it's going to have tons of new content, an amazing new format. Also, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, search for Geekscape, you'll find us. I'm Jonathan London on Twitter. This is Sean versus the world on Twitter. And this is Geekscape. We'll see you guys next week and down at WonderCon at booth 953. Peace. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.